0: Welcome to the Brattlecast. We've got stories about books, old, rare, and out of print. The people who buy, sell, appraise, and collect them. It's a first-hand look at second-hand books. I'm Jordan Rich with the proprietor and my dear friend from the Brattle Bookshop, Ken Gloss. And, you know, we talk about a lot of heady things. We've talked about Bibles, and we've talked about science and all that. We're going to continue to talk about really important stuff because today you're breaking all ground rules. Today, a book on... Napkin folding.
1: (laughs) But not only that, if I can do this right, I am going to tie napkin folding into cloth origami into space exploration. You know,
0: I mean... It's a you, high you, order. You've got to... Do it, but You had I, me a napkin folding, but that's okay. <laughs>
1: but one of the fun things about the store, and, and I actually brought another book in just in case time-wise we've got to do a fill-up. So I do have a book on Venetian blinds
0: just <laughs> in case. A full book. It looks like a, a large tome.
1: It, it is a large one, but let's, let's get to napkin folding. Okay. Uh, we bought a large library... Uh, in one of the suburbs north of Boston, uh, the person's family, the mother, and I think particularly the father, had sort of done flea market business, but their books and that type of thing were a large part of it. And they just had a lot of interesting things, and uh, from what I heard, probably 20, 25 years ago, everything got put into storage mm-hmm. and uh, have passed on, and they were finally— The sons, who are now probably in their 60s, were looking to finally clear it all out and and make room and sell the property. And so we went out with my manager, and we bought two, three truckloads of of stuff. We paid a very good price. And the other day, uh, there's a man—now, I probably shouldn't say this, but there's a few very special customers who are more friends. Jordan, you're welcome to this, too, because we consider you— I get to work at 5.30 in the morning, and usually that 5.30 to 8.30, quarter of nine, before the staff shows up, before I go out on appointments during the day, I'm getting work done, and it's mm-hmm. very quiet and easy. But a few people actually know that I'm there. These are the special customers. These are the special customers. Well, they have to be friends, yeah, too. yeah. And they'll call up and say, look. Is there a chance I could come in at seven or six thirty, or and look through some things? And it would. Uh, a lot of them tell me now that it's a way of relaxing before getting to work, and mm-hmm. and depending on the day, sometimes I'll say no if I've got huge amounts. Of, but most of the time, because they're good friends, I say sure, come in. We have one friend who particularly likes ephemera, paper goods, yep. odds and ends. Uh, just – and we usually – when we get boxes of it, we'll go through it. But I'll usually say, well, let's not put it out until Matthew comes in. And so that he gets first look and he comes in every month or two and he tells me some good stories about uh, – in in any case. And, and we've gone out to dinner and like I say. So uh, we got this uh, group of stuff uh, probably about – four or five months ago, but it was such a large amount. I hadn't gone through everything. I got tied up in buying other things, and and I said, well, there's a whole bunch of boxes back there. Why don't you look at them? And he, a lot of times, uh, likes to pick things out on little art subjects. His business is art, and uh, and sometimes he has staff there, and they'll be working on a certain artist, and he'll try to find something that he can give them as a gift that Relates to what they're putting right. out. Right. He also likes collecting things, particularly Canadian art. He's from Canada, uh, but uh, but every once in a while he'll pick out a few things that, you know, I'll say, wait a minute, no, this is something I want to hold on to, or it's a little more expensive than he wants to give. Just give as a present, but he he deals with catering a lot. A lot some of his people who work for him and stuff. So he went through and he found this book on napkin folding (laughs) um the book is literally that's what it's about and he thought it would be very nice uh possibly to give to one of his uh people but it it was something i didn't really i wasn't ready to give up one of the reasons i wasn't ready to give it up was I thought this would make a really interesting thing to talk with Jordan about on a podcast? Now
0: you you have to know something about me. I was uh, a very active busboy in my teen years, and we had certain napkin folding styles. It wasn't that difficult, but I'm better. I bet the book has it. It was sort of an angelic look, uh, well, a triangle. Fold.
1: Well, one of the things when you it, yeah. the title is napkin folding, a series of fully illustrated original designs. It's two shillings, so you can tell that it was done in London. Yeah.
0: And and what era? What are we talking about? This is
1: probably around the late
0: 1800s. Oh, that's so So great. this
1: would have been when, if you went into a hotel, that the caterer, hotel and innkeepers, uh, a lot of ads in it because it was a catalog, diners dinners and celebrities. But then, you know, it was 200 egg cookery. Mm-hmm. Uh, but then you start going through this, and literally, it's showing you folds yeah. how to fold, but then some of them, you start looking.
0: Wow. To,
1: now, Jordan, if you, when you worked at restaurants, if they told you to fold a design that sort of comes out and looks like a bouquet of flowers.
0: I would have said, uh, <laughs> I need a college degree to do all that. I, you know what's interesting about this? This is the YouTube of its time, right? Because yeah. people would go to YouTube now to try to figure it out. I mean, Look at that, the ornate nature of these things.
1: And, and, and of course, we're talking about this without anybody being able to see how fancy that. Matter of fact, what I might try to do is one of the people at work really does a lot putting things on Instagram. So when this one's going to come out, I think you should. I'll, I'll get.
0: Uh, oh, th- this my one God.
1: looks like a palm leaf.
0: Palm leaf, yeah.
1: So I just, first of all, I love the way it gives the instructions. Now, my guess is. Even with these instructions and even with showing some of the folds, unless you had an instructor, I can bet you I could try to do this and it wouldn't even come out close.
0: Listen, I had trouble putting together tricycles when I was a dad at a young age, so I I I don't expect me to be able to figure that out. Now, here's
1: one that looks like a candle holder.
0: It does. And and
1: I'm guessing this must be a foot or two long of the
0: napkin. Now— it looks like a magic trick. How do you do that? You have to have a stick of some kind inside, Well,
1: exa- no, it's, it's no. all just folds. Wow! But one of the things that uh, I look at that, and sometimes when you go to restaurants and you know when you get up to go to the bathroom, they come right over and they fold it. Yes, out. yes. No way <laughs> that
0: they would. They're be not going to be able a, to do they're, anything they're, that crazy.
1: No. I love this one, Uh, another one with – it looks almost like you having a castle at the top of a mountain almost. Mm -hmm. But – and it has all sorts of lines of where the folds are. Now, I said at the beginning I was going to relate this to origami. Well, in many ways when you look at it, it is origami. Mm -hmm. I mean it's, you know, how you take this plain object and fold and fold and fold and fold when you one of the great things about working at a used and rare bookstore and one of the things that i collect and people ask me a lot of times what do i collect we downsized recently actually one of the times i'm going to come in here and uh, joyce suggested that i talk about her collection of just one book uh, the, she has a collection of in frank so uh, one of the oh, times i'm going to, i'm going to do that that would be very interesting but yeah. but what i do and I'm going to pull out my iPhone, which nobody can see, uh, and I'm going to show there's a thing on my iPhone that is called stories. And I have either one word or a little paragraph or thing.
0: Oh, well, wait a minute. You showed me years ago now uh, a, a notebook, but this is the digitized? This
1: is the digitized version. Oh, I love that. And it's just hundreds and hundreds of stories. So, When I got the napkin folding, it immediately made me think of, I had a niece that lived with us for, this is probably 20, 25 years ago. She lived with us. And then as she got into college age, she rented an apartment in Cambridge. She was probably in her mid-20s, later 20s. And it was a three-decker. For those of you who know Boston, the Boston area, they would have apartment buildings. Triple-decker. Triple-decker. And you have to—you can't say Decker. No, Decker. Uh, and, you know, there would have to be three families. Sometimes the owner would live in one, but the rents would subsidize the others. And it was in Cambridge. It was right off of Mass Ave. And this teenager with his father moved in to one of the apartments. I think it was below her. I might have been the other way around. And this teenager just happened to be hired— as a full professor at MIT. Mm-hmm. He was a teenager.
0: His, oh, uh, Doogie Hauser type. No, well, well, uh, <laughs> Not and, medical, and, but professor. Not, not
1: a, and he was hired as a professor of origami.
0: Wow.
1: And, and basically, he could fold one of her birthdays. I don't know whether she still has it. I hope she does. He took a big piece of paper and folded it, one piece without any cuts, and it... When you unfolded it, it said, happy birthday, but it was the letters were mm. all, I mean, how it you could possibly do that with one piece of paper? Well, it turns out origami is an incredibly intricate mathematical item, mm-hmm. and he still is at MIT. Still to this day. Uh, uh, still to this day, and a lot of manufacturing uh, and how to packaging and so on is how you fold it. Now... We also went to a museum probably 10 years after he made that birthday thing for my uh, niece. And there was a whole exhibit at a museum of his artistic origami. Oh, but it was beautiful. It was was beautiful, gorgeous, and Mm mind-boggling of how you could possibly do this. Now, you know, I was realizing more and more one of my best friends at the time was uh, a—ran all of Gillette's factories. And he said, yeah— Packaging is a big deal in condensing it in how you package it because that's how you transport it. Well, see now that that's that's. I the,
0: remembered you said three things. You said three, napkin folding and origami, which I I said I can see the connection after seeing the book. What's the third thing? Is space all know? exploration. Space exploration. How does that tie in?
1: Well. Uh, MIT just—and this is something I advise anybody, if you can, go to the new museum they have. MIT Mm -hmm. just opened a new museum. It's a lot of fun. One of the problems with the museum, though, is I think in some of it you need an understanding of what they're talking about before you even understand what the exhibit is. But I found it fascinating. I wanted to learn everything. But what is one of the first things you work into— And this, I'll give a plug to one of our customers. You go in, and um, Ben, who's been a great customer of ours, you see a whole exhibit on his father, who just won the Nobel Prize for gravity waves. Mm. So that's getting off the point. Next to gravity waves, though, is the space satellite that launched the new um, camera that's like a million miles. The Webb telescope? The Webb telescope. Right. But— if you remember, when they sent that out to get the antennas out, I know they, what you're saying. It, yeah. it, it, it was all folded in there in an incredible way that they got these huge, huge uh, uh, Sol- antennas and solar solar panels
0: too. Right, and it, and it unfolded uh, it like a flower. It right.
1: unfolded like a flower perfectly. And guess who? Did most of that scientific research? That
0: teenage professor. The, the teenage yeah. well, professor. Well, not a teenager at the time, maybe, but no, close. no, he, he's a lot, a <laughs> lot older
1: now. But maybe when he was a little kid, maybe he saw a book on napkin folding. You never know.
0: <laughs> you know, as it's so funny, uh, I was with my grandkids over the last week, and uh, you know, let's set the table together. So, of course, that may be the first time they folded a paper napkin and put it on the right or wrong side. Doesn't matter. But uh, as crazy as it sounds, that book could come in handy. I bet that book would be a delight for people in the industry who are real artists, who really love this kind of stuff.
1: Oh, uh, there's no question that if you're a caterer or you're a restaurant owner, and I, I can't imagine that uh, some of them would look at this and say, gee, do you think we could do that? Or even if you put it as an example, almost as an exhibit Mm -hmm. as you walked into the restaurant or uh, if you walked into a a museum or a book. uh, The Harvard has a huge, huge collection of cookbooks. I mean, it's one of the biggest in the world. I can't imagine that somewhere within that collection isn't. This,
0: This would have to be. The only problem with ornate, gorgeous, beautiful, hardly Uh, imaginable napkins is you don't want to use it.
1: (laughs) Well, like I said... Can I have
0: a bib, please?
1: (laughs) Or or an exhibit. Uh, In a restaurant, I'm saying. I I would imagine that uh, they don't do that for the lobster bibs. Yeah, (laughs) no, they (laughs) just
0: roll it out. That is one of the craziest and neatest things you've brought in. I love the fact that it's from an era that is bygone, but it's just remarkable to think that somebody... And here's the thing. Someone, can took the time because they had pride in their work and they wanted to share it with others. They wanted to
1: share it in others. And somebody had to think this up. When you see – again, maybe what I'll do is when I get back, I'll talk to my staff member who loves uh, Instagram. Oh, this and, is definitely and, and, something people would love to And maybe see. we'll put out a whole series of – Napkin folds,
0: and then we'll have a competition in the fall uh, in front of the store—a napkin folding competition. I'm just <laughs> thinking of promotional ideas.
1: That would actually that would be a lot of fun, but I don't want to be the judge. I'll let you be. I'll let you be the judge <laughs> be, because I don't want to say anyone's is. Yeah, you know, it's hot. That's as long point. as
0: they're clean. That's the first step. That's the first step. Uh, this was fun. You you continue to amaze me, and I'm I'm just a conduit to the audience. But uh, so much to learn, so much to have fun with learning, and uh, I can't thank you enough.
1: Well, it's one of the things that makes what I do so much fun, because one day you might be dealing with postcards, one day with Life Magazines, one time with very, very rare literature, early science books, and then you get napkin folding. <laughs> napkin
0: folding. Uh, Sometimes the mundane is the most uh, magnificent in its own way. Ken, thank you so much. It's great fun. The Brattlecast will just roll on with more great stories.
1: And and I really appreciate you hosting. You you get me going. (laughs) (laughs) My my wife says, uh, when she describes it to people, she goes, Jordan does a great job with the sound, the technology, which Ken would never be able to do. And then he goes, tell me about... And all of a sudden, I start rambling. And then she says, he reins me in a little. Yeah, it's floodgate and then- <laughs> time. And its its
0: a, you're the easiest guest in the world to have on, whether we do live radio or this podcast.
1: It's a lot of fun.
0: This has been the Brattlecast. Thanks for listening. We'll catch you next time.